This is it, episode number 52 of Life and Lessons. We finally made it. It's the final podcast of the year. In this episode, I'm going to talk you through six lessons that I'm going to be taking away from 2020. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode 52 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. For 52 weeks between the ages of 24 and 25, I have been recording and releasing a weekly podcast to see just how much my life can change in a year. This has been the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and it's been a completely honest view into my life as I've taken on some fairly unusual things. And this episode right here is a look back at the last year, because what a year it has been. Uh, As I sat down to record this episode, I was naturally in quite a reflective mood. I'm sat in the meeting room in the office right now in the exact spot where I sat 52 weeks ago to record that very first episode. And the setup in front of me is the same, but the world around me is entirely different. It's hard to put into words how much has changed over the past year. But I want to start here, right? Here's a funny story. So just before my 24th birthday... I wrote a little note to myself on my phone and I actually went to look for this note and I can't find it, but essentially the note was kind of a vision of where I wanted my life to be by time I was 25, which is in seven days time, right? And it was kind of just to have a direction to aim towards. And whilst I don't have the entire note to hand to read you right now, I remember that the note ended something along the lines of, I said something like, I know that the year ahead is going to have its challenges, some of which are already obvious and others that will come out of nowhere. And it's that second part of the final line that I find most interesting because I'm sure you'll agree, this year more than any other has been one full of unexpected twists and turns for us all. Which is, in a weird way, why I feel so fortunate to have this whole thing on the record. I have a blow-by-blow account of everything I've done over the past year, how I felt, the things I've been thinking, a real and honest account into what's going to be, let's be honest, one of, if not the most unusual year of all of our lifetimes. And so today, in this, the last episode of Life and Lessons for the Year, I want to take a look back over the past 52 weeks and reflect on some of the key lessons that I will take away from 2020. This year has taught me a lot about myself, about others, about the world around us, about business, about discipline, about true potential. It's been a weird year, but amongst everything going on, it's been a worthwhile one. And so here we go. Here are the lessons that I will take from the past 52 weeks. Some of them are quite meta and then they get more general. So I think there's six here that I've noted down. And the first lesson that I will take from the past 52 weeks, the 52 weeks that you have been listening to, is that being honest is a superpower. So this podcast doesn't come naturally to me. It's a little bit more natural now because I've put so many episodes out, but 52 weeks ago to the day when I sat down in this meeting room with this laptop in front of me and hit record, it was one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever done. 
it just does not feel or rather it did not feel natural to sit be honest with you in the level that I was and share my truth but that's kind of what I've been doing right I've been telling my truths in massive detail on the internet for everybody to see and everybody to hear and despite what you might think has actually been one of the most liberating experiences talking about really personal things like my dad's illness or the struggles of running a business during completely unprecedented times and then a recession, or the challenges of trying to stay level-headed during months of being stuck at home, or even just revealing sides of my personality that honestly most people would keep hidden. Doing all of these things seems like it might make me vulnerable, or open to criticism, or allow others to find faults in me, or say shit behind my back. But here's something I've learned over the past year of being so open, of being so honest, and of just speaking my truths to anybody and everybody who are listening. Listen, right? All of those thoughts are irrational. I'm not making myself vulnerable. I'm not opening myself to criticism. I'm not allowing others to find fault in me. We spend our entire lives walking around with our truths, right? The ways we actually feel the things we actually believe, the visions that we have in our heads for the way that we want to live or who we want to be or why we're doing what we're doing. But the problem is, I've learned over the past year, most people keep those things inside of their heads, unspoken and unacted. And this does two things I've learned. Firstly, it causes us to think that people are able to weaponize the characteristics that make us us. And by that, I mean, think about something that you keep to yourself. It could be anything, something that you're not comfortable speaking about, something that you maybe hide from other people, something that you avoid when the subject comes up in conversation, or maybe even a secret. The longer you carry that, whatever that thing is, the longer you carry that, the longer you hide it, the more weight you add to it. You think, what if people find out? What will they say? What will they think? It's how we turn molehills into mountains. But there's something that I've discovered this year. Nobody really cares. And I don't mean that in a dismissive way. I mean that because everybody has so much of their own shit going on, nobody's thinking about you that much. The truths that you hold on to so dearly, that you are terrified to speak, are terrified to tell people about, if you were to just say what you're thinking, it will keep nobody awake at night. And so that's why this year I've learned that being deliberately honest is, like I say, a superpower. But secondly, being honest about your life in its entirety opens you up to having really welcome conversations. Something I've learned this year is that if you're struggling with something, it's easy to think that you're the only person struggling with that, but it's likely that people around you are having the same struggle at the very same time and opening up, being the first person to be honest, being the person to initiate a conversation helps everybody. If you're going through something new and lack the confidence to ask questions or find out more, it's likely that Others who came before you once had those exact same questions. And so that's the first lesson I've learned this year. To be honest, be willing to speak because it's a superpower. 
The second lesson I'll take from this year is that you have time for everything that you want to make time for. Now, lockdown taught us that we all have more time than we think. People broke away from the patterns that they've been living by for years and suddenly found time to do new things. Spending more time with their family, baking banana bread, learning an instrument or a new skill, working on a new business, focusing on fitness, or even just finding the time to go for an aimless walk and discover their local area. The point is, for many of us, lockdown helped to reduce the number of choices we all had, and in doing so, made it more likely that we would make choices different to usual. And because of that, a lot of positives came out of lockdown. For all of the negatives, many people left lockdown healthier and happier and more content. And even those who didn't find such benefits still understand that lockdown was a period during which they made time for things that they normally wouldn't have done. But then lockdown ended, right? And for many people, things like returning to work, like hours-long weekly commutes, became the norm again. And that time that we all found was suddenly taken away again. And so... Following that logic, you might argue that that time is lost, that it can't be spent on anything else, and that the things that you once uh, occupied that time with, you simply don't have the time to do anymore. But I disagree, and here's why. Everything is a choice. And you make time for everything that you want to make time for. It all comes down to what you value most in life. And this is something that I think we've all learned a lot this year. It's why so many people have uh, completely changed their life this year. They live a life very different right now to the one they did in March. People have moved out of big cities and into larger homes in rural areas. People have moved closer to their parents to spend more time with them. People have traded higher paying jobs for ones which expect less of them, but give them more time to spend on the things that make them happy. Here's something I've learned this year, right? You don't always decide which options are presented to you, but you always decide which of those options you pick. You always have time for the things you value most. And this lesson came about not only from my own experiences during lockdown, but also from this podcast itself and the the email newsletter that I've been doing for about six months now. If in November 2019 you asked me if I had the time to take two hours out of my week every week for an entire year to record a podcast and another two hours every week to write emails. So essentially if you were to take half of a working day away from me every single week, I'd have said no, I don't have time. But the thing is, because I value this podcast and because I value the email newsletter I found the time the time which I once thought once thought doesn't exist now does exist and because of that it means I have less time watching tv or less time scrolling instagram or less time sitting around doing nothing because the time was there all along I just needed something meaningful enough to fill it and so that's the lesson And it's one that I think all of us can take something away from. We all have a list of things that we just don't have the time to do. But we also all have a list of things that we waste time on. Or even just things that we could be doing more efficiently. Check both of your lists. You'll find time for the things that you value the most. The third lesson 
that I will take away from this year is that the small things make the biggest difference. And this is something that I already knew. I know it's something you already know because we have spoken about this so many times before, but it's something that I have been reminded of countless times this year. The small things, those things that are easiest to do are the ones that make the biggest difference. Things like getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, eating the right foods, and just generally looking after yourself. There are distinct pockets of time over the past year where I've been very good with all of those things, and there are pockets of time where I've let myself go to shit. And the only real difference in those periods is four or five tiny habits, easy habits, but the differences in my life more generally in those pockets of time, depending on whether or not I'm looking after myself, are enormous. And I think that many problems in all of our lives stem from these tiny habits, right? So let's take one example. If you're not eating the right foods, if you're eating shit, or if you're skipping meal times, or if you're just generally not looking after your nutrition, that's going to cause a lack of energy. And a lack of energy can and probably will impact your productivity. And unproductive days and weeks not only slow down your progress in life, but they leave you feeling like you're in a deeper and deeper hole. All of that can be reversed or avoided by focusing on the basics. And there are loads of examples here, but this point is just to say that this year has been a reminder to me to not take my eye off the ball with the most basic of things in life, even when things are busy even when things get unusual, because those simple things are the foundations of almost everything else. And without them, things become difficult. The fourth lesson that I will take away from this year is that you never know what is about to happen. Now, just before I start this point, I have to say that I don't mean this to be some anxiety-inducing fear-mongering. It's just a reflection of a few things that have happened over the past year that seem to fit neatly together into this lesson. And the lesson is, like I say, that you never know what is about to happen. So in January, I was on my way to see Stormzy in Kingston. My mum and dad were just leaving the house to go to the doctors because my dad hadn't been well for the last few weeks. So in Corby, when I left, everything was normal. Now, by the time I got to London, the doctor who had seen my dad had made a fairly urgent phone call to somebody in the team of people responsible for my dad's care. And the next day, because of that doctor's appointment, he would be taken into hospital where they'd assess his condition. And from that hospital, he would eventually be discharged into the care home where he is right now. So the day of that Stormzy gig would be his last full day living in his house ever but we just didn't know it yet. In early March, I was in a meeting in the office and my phone rang. Now, because I was in a meeting, I cut it off to focus on whatever was going on in the moment. And about an hour later, I returned the call. It was one of my friends and he was phoning to let me know that earlier that afternoon, our friend Marco, who was my best friend during sixth form, had died in a car crash. Now, obviously that means that I would never speak to him again. But until that moment, I just didn't know it. And then a shared experience, one that we can all relate to. It was the week of around the 23rd of March. Everything was normal. 
you know, a month earlier, I was in Paris with Chloe. We had just been to three gigs in two countries in one month uh, and life felt entirely normal. A week earlier, I had been in the office working as normal, meeting clients, signing new contracts and getting on with the very early part of our 2020 growth plans. And then, as you know, because I'm sure you watched it, Boris Johnson announced what would eventually become a months-long lockdown, during which I couldn't see my dad for months on end, during which the business went through its toughest stress test ever, during which friendships were put on hold, all social plans for the summer, including things like Glastonbury, were binned immediately, and the rest of the year, right up to this moment right now, changed forever. But at the time, I just didn't know it yet. The point I'm making here, and the thing that all of these and countless other stories have in common is that we actually don't know what's around the corner. We make plans, we have an idea of where our lives are going, uh, we think we know what's going to happen, and for the most part we do. But in an instant, things can change. And in each of our lifetimes, we will have dozens of these nothing was the same moments, where an entirely unexpected thing happens, and it has wide and lasting impacts, without any notice or without any warning. Now, by their very nature, it's not like we can plan for these things. It's not like any of those stories I told you there could have been planned for because they're things that we don't see coming. But something that I've taken from this year and from this lesson is that you should probably keep in the back of your mind that this might be the last time. When you're with your friends, or with your family, or doing something you enjoy, or visiting somewhere you like, or doing literally anything noteworthy, remind yourself, it might not happen again. Because it will probably change your actions in the moment for the better, and it will probably help you make better decisions about your priorities in the future. Lesson number five is that most things don't matter. Now, this lesson is kind of related to the previous one, and it sounds a little bit like a contradiction, but it's something that I think is really important. And it's understanding that literally 99% of things in life don't matter. Most of the decisions we stress about, most of the things that keep us up at night, our fears, our worries, the things we avoid, they likely don't matter. Now, I say that this is related because a lot of problems this year have felt huge, they felt impossibly difficult to overcome. But as I've spoken about before, it's helpful to understand that everything passes. You've probably heard me say it before on this podcast, but this too shall pass is a phrase that I use really often, both publicly on this podcast, but also honestly, a lot of the time to myself when going through certain things. Most of our worries will go just as quickly as they came. But to really understand what does not matter a bit of perspective helps and i found that perspective a few times this year first in the obvious example of everything that we've all been through with coronavirus but secondly personally i found out that perspective during my visit to auschwitz now if you want to hear my full reflection of visiting auschwitz i think i talk about that on episode number 40 but for the purposes of this lesson all i need to say is that having a glimpse into the struggles that other people have faced, people who are just like me and you, people who have the same emotions and the same human tendencies, going face to face with what they've been through, 
it's a very quick way to understand what truly matters and what is truly a problem in your life. And I also spoke about in an earlier episode, I forget which one, um, visiting a hospital and just walking around the corridors and seeing people who were, I don't know that they actually were seriously ill, but if I can say this, you know, they looked fairly unwell. And with that kind of perspective, being at Auschwitz or being in a hospital surrounded by people who would give anything to go back to their normal lives, with that perspective, many of our problems fade away and they become rightfully insignificant, which paradoxically helps us deal with them far more effectively because as soon as you feel like a problem isn't such a heavy burden, as soon as you stop adding so much weight to all of these things that that panic us, that worry us, that stress us out the slightest bit, you become more level-headed and you, you find better ways to overcome them. So that's lesson number five, that most things don't matter. And lesson number six, I think this is the last one. This is the last one. I just had to check. Lesson number six is a slightly less gloomy one because the rest have been fairly depressing, haven't they? But lesson number six is this, that even the worst years can be good. So this is probably the biggest lesson that I've taken away from the past 52 weeks. It's that even the worst years or even the most difficult periods of time can and do bring with them silver linings. For everything that happened in 2020, it also had many upsides, right? I spent more time with my family this year than I probably have in the last few years put together. And it's definitely more time than I otherwise would have if all of this didn't happen. I found time to focus on projects such as this podcast that I really enjoy and find meaning from. I've had a chance to better myself and better understand myself. The business is stronger than ever. We've been through a big rebrand, which we never would have started if it wasn't for the pause in activity during lockdown. And I'm feeling good. For all of its twists and turns, I'm somehow leaving 2020 feeling better than ever, with a stronger business than ever, having learned more than ever. And I'm ready for 2021. And I think that's where I'm going to leave this. I'm going to leave the the final episode of the podcast for this year and episode number 52 that we've been working towards for so long. I'm going to leave it on that positive note after a fairly deep episode. And so all that's left to say is thank you. Thank you to everybody who's listened to any of this podcast. One episode, 52 episodes, anywhere in between. This has been a really worthwhile experience for me and it's only thanks to you being here and listening that I've actually managed to get to week 52. 52 weeks, 52 episodes, thousands of minutes of audio recorded, thousands of downloads, and a wicked community of people built, and one very thankful person, which is me. So thank you. Now, just before I go, two things. Firstly, remember that this podcast will be back. Yes, I'm taking a short break over Christmas, but uh, more than anything, that break's going to be a chance for me to spend time making the second series of this podcast better. We've got 
guests, we've got just a lot more time to plan. So series two of this, I expect to be better than series one. And so that's what I'm going to be working on over the next few weeks during this pause in uploads. But just remember that I will be back here on the 1st of January. That's a Friday. The episodes are going to continue to come out on a Friday. It's going to be the same time, the same place as usual. So set that reminder, the 1st of January, that will be the first episode of the second series. And I'm really excited about the podcast next year. Just the guests, the things I have to share with you. It's very exciting. I promise you, if you found any value in this year's podcasts, quadruple it for next year. Like I truly believe that, you know, I've... <laughs> I, there were there were episodes in this series because it kind of felt uh, the year felt so weird in the middle that I kind of stopped bothering. I stopped putting in the effort. Now having twice the amount of time between each episode like this to plan for it, and then also having the the fire in my belly from the amazing conversations that I'm going to have with guests on this podcast, I promise you, it's going to be better. And the second thing to remind you of is that I'm not disappearing entirely in this period. Whilst the podcast is taking a break, the newsletter is not. I'm still going to be emailing you twice per week, every single week directly to your inbox. And so if you're already a subscriber, as most of you are, thank you very much. If you're not already subscribed, get yourself over to seanspooner.co.uk forward slash email, where you can sign up, get the emails and stay in touch between now and the new year. Um... Yeah, that's it. We did it. 52 weeks, 52 episodes. Uh, have a good Christmas. I'll speak to you in a few weeks. Yeah, that's it. This has been Life and Lessons. I have been Sean Spooner, and I'll see you back here on the 1st of January for the very first episode of Series 2 of Life and Lessons. See you then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.